So we finished with our first part and talked about a little bit about International Women's Day. Yeah. And we got a lot of questions about gender equality. So women, girls, we gotta we gotta talk it out. We have to do it. So I would like to start with a very easy question. So it's a really fun one. Um, can you make an argument and counter argument for why women should <laughs> or should not pay more for a haircut than men? Especially Norway. <laughs> oh wow, it's so expensive. Mm. <laughs> I would say so men's it haircut is, is like twenty-five euros. Right? Yeah, so two hundred and fifty kroners. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and women's are from four hundred kroners and up to like thousand if you're yeah. uh, expensive. Why? Yeah. It's like I have no idea. This is I'm absolutely clueless me. in that topic. <laughs> I, me too. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Lila? <laughs> I mean, it's really it's hard for me to say uh, for one because I don't go to hairdressers here because of my hair. You got gray hair. I yeah, I don't think Norwegian salons can really handle it, unfortunately. <laughs> so I, to, I I usually do it. Um, yeah, in other places, not here. Yeah, I mean, I never actually thought about this question, probably because I don't really have relationships with hair salons. But um, maybe it's because they come like every two weeks. But oh, okay. Like that boys cut their hair more, more often. More often. Yeah. 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 So it might just be accumulation and maybe because it's also sh- shorter. But is it like, is it easier to cut a man's hair than a woman's? Like it's... But we have the same hair. Yeah, it's I know. Like, it's just, it's just different haircuts. Mm. I don't know. I mean, gender shouldn't be a, a thing there. I think, no. yeah. Length, perhaps. I think maybe better way to measure. <laughs> but if the guy <laughs> with the long hair gonna ask for a haircut... What do you think? How ch- he gonna be charged? Four hundred, the same as women? I doubt it. Yeah, no. No. Like, do you think like the guy with the long hair gonna pay two hundred for a haircut? I mean, it depends if he goes to like a male salon or a barber shop, maybe. When I first c- came to Trondheim, mm-hmm. I didn't know where to get a haircut, and of course, I googled the cheapest place, and it was like a hairdresser. Uh, for men, I guess, but I said that I was a woman and I need a haircut. He called in another girl to make me a haircut because he said that he didn't want to touch my hair because he's he's oh, a man. Maybe something cultural there. Yeah, and that's how I faced this in Norway. Uh, sorry, you're a girl. I'm not touching your hair. That was very surprising, actually. And I got really bad haircut, actually. <laughs> this girl, I think she was like, ah, oh, this is my first time, whatever. <laughs> so I never went back to that place. But mm. yeah, gender equality, girls. Like, to be honest... Uh, I don't know a lot of things about gender equality. Maybe because I'm uh, born and raised in Norway, yeah. where gender equality is kind of high. So, like, gender equality, it has, I've thought about it sometimes, but I don't know a lot about it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, maybe I'm a bit um, naive or... <laughs> but, okay, what is that for you? Like, the Wrap first thing I think us. about is um, equal pay for okay. equal labor. Um, the thing is that I actually read, was it today or yesterday, that uh, due to COVID, the the pay gap has increased between mm. men and women. Yeah, so that's 
I think it's because women are more likely to have jobs uh, because of the corona situation have been laid off or had like different work situations. Yes. I don't know. I think I um, I need to learn a bit about about it. <laughs> yeah, when I uh, when I came here, I was told that don't expect guys opening doors for you. Don't expect to be called out for coffee or I don't know uh, catch up. And I was like, um, no, I got used to it so much in Russia. Like, <laughs> I do nothing, you know. Like, it actually feels very good in a way that when you're working, for example, and you can afford stuff, and you're just going and buying, and you're not dependent like mm. on uh, anything in a way. I I actually enjoyed that feeling, and I got it only in Norway because I was able to sort of earn. Mm. as much as I can like sort of spend on myself and uh, yeah. uh, make myself comfortable so it's been like my first years of my life when I felt very equal not equal but independent even mm. for my family in a way that's what I felt here when I came yeah this is a good place for women all the women coming here but I also think that everywhere in the world there are issues that needs to be talked about mm. uh, in gender equality For Norway, example, as we talked about uh, the in in higher academic yeah in academia, yeah. but uh, you see the universities are taking steps to fight this gender gap in academia. So, for example, my PhD, the one I got, yay! <laughs> <laughs> the application form that I filled up, it uh, explicitly said that if you're a woman, there's a higher chance for you to be hired because oh. we're missing women in this uh, part yeah. of science, mm-hmm. and if we are underrepresented in any place, um, be it industry or be it science or in any space where people work, there will be consequences, of course, and there will be inequality growing. So it's very good that uh, here in Norway there is focus on it, even though one could say that the quality here is on good terms, but it's still um, some things, some places where it could be tuned. And I see also women professors being hired to my department. So So it's just great. I see that yeah. the, this gap is smaller by year. But do you girls had like a personal experience when you felt that like, oh fuck, I'm a girl. That's why I'm not getting it. Absolutely, many times. I think you would understand that since you're from <laughs> Russia, I'm from <laughs> Armenia. That's not very far away. So culturally, if you come from such conservative place, there is very little you can do. And you're constantly being reminded that you're a woman. Oh, you now approaching your 20s. Mm, mm-hmm. Maybe you should start getting thinking to get married. Maybe, yeah. oh, look at your sisters uh, getting a <laughs> child. What about you? And you're getting this constant pressure, mm-hmm. not only by the family, but mm-hmm. also by the environment. Y- you're not being accepted by the terms of society. Mm-hmm. Just because you're a woman, you have to be also a mother. You have to be mm-hmm. also a wife. Yeah. So there's this, um, yeah, it's a cultural thing. I think it's going to fade out in time, but it's still, for many countries, it's also so much connected with the poverty. Those poor countries in in countries, uh, well, maybe you can't say that they are in extreme poverty, but they're quite poor compared to the rich nations like Norway. There's not much you can do when you're born there, when you live in a farm or on the outskirts. There's very little future not much oppor- not many opportunities yeah. the only thing that happened to us as a generation that didn't happen perhaps to our grandparents is that the borders are open <laughs> maybe not now with the covid but we had a chance so if we did well at school we had a chance to migrate with a scholarship with this and that make a future somewhere else that wasn't the case for many women in the past yeah. 
So this is the only way a woman can actually make but this is for this, this is very sad because yeah. like you have to leave your mother culture in a way in order to find a life that sort of respects you even though like that's a struggling point it's like you have to do something like go somewhere in order to get something that you can actually get like it ah this is yeah. i'm getting confused that's <laughs> the inequality though natalie because you see the opportunity so it's a, it's a pure chance. Mm, yeah. Yes. I'm yes. born in Norway. It's a yeah. pure chance that yeah. someone else is born in a wasteland in India. Yeah. And we can be the same age and we can never have the same life, the same yeah. opportunities, the yeah. same health, the same po- prospect for children. And so, yeah, it's just pure luck. Uh, and it is, of course, a very upsetting fact that the many, for many, the only way to get any future is to leave all the ties that we have and leave all the culture that we have and become this either a nobody or new person in a completely different uh, place, a completely different uh, community. And you kind of have to make your way through. So, of course, but uh, yeah, that's the world we live in. There's uh, there are many actions that everyone can take on a very simple level or uh, our own community Mm. level. There's many organizations that work towards accommodating people who are taken into Norway or into the countries and and make them feel a little bit more accepted, a little Mm. bit more at home, Mm. even though they don't know the language or they just started the school. Yeah, Yeah. I agree to an extent, but I mean, a, a lot of these jobs are also very gendered. And even if you are, you know, leaving your home country and, and searching for a better life and supposedly, you know, a country kind of fits those criteria of what what it's supposed to be. And then you realize, okay, but I'm actually lacking in something else. Like, once again, going back to Norway, who are your cleaners? Who are your babysitters? Mm. Polish women are always mm. stereotyped to be, you know, the cleaners and, and the housekeepers. Filipino women are yeah. always going to be au pairs uh, in this society. Um, lots of other refugee and migrant women are also put into into these cleaning cleaning jobs mm-hmm. and supposedly you know it is of course supposed to be for for a better life and and to also give their yeah. families a chance if that's you know in Norway or or back home but then where 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 are these opportunities that we're actually talking yes. about yeah. why is it that uh, women from a different status or from a different race or ethnicity or or culture have a higher chance of, you know, getting positions mm-hmm. at, for example, NTNU or in academia rather than women that are not, or that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a very good point, actually. Very often the, those problems with education or with getting higher stand is, is laying in the education. So many migrants can't prove that they actually have a master or that master is not worth mm. much compared to, or translated through the European mm-hmm. standards. Yeah. So that's the, the global issue. That's where we have to work towards a global education system and not mm-hmm. only yeah. national levels. Mm-hmm. There have to be standards mm-hmm. that are not uh, a different for US and different for UN, also um, EU and different from Africa and, mm-hmm. and yeah, for each continent. Yeah. It, it could, shouldn't be like that. Otherwise, we're always going to face people who are graduated engineers and are working on uh, yeah, mm-hmm. washing cars. As taxi drivers. Oh, yeah, yeah. for yeah. example. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's uh, again, we're back to the topic we've been talking off the microphones, which uh, mm-hmm. how we go into the global aim without having this global community. 
yeah. which is not nationalized in a, in, yeah. a, in a very great extent. The thing I thought about uh, while we will um, speaking now, it's the concept of like uh, mansplaining as well. Oh my god! Is it like a scientific <laughs> concept or mansplaining? Never heard of it. Oh my lord! Like, oh, <laughs> we have all, the time. all experienced that. <laughs> as women. Give an example. For example, if um, if I'm talking to someone about, let's say, a topic that I know a lot of. Okay. For example, uh, sustainability in, in <laughs> shipping, because that's what I do. Uh, and they, as a man, uh, think that they know more than me and kind of talk with you in a um, degrading kind of way. Yeah. That's called men's mansplaining. mansplaining. Yeah. So it's basically a man explaining something that oh, you know. Oh, men's explaining. Yeah. But it's also done in a very like passive aggressive way, and and it's more not to have a discussion, but to but just to teach you. Teach yeah. You. Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking about that in in the relation of people coming here from other other yeah. parts of the world. How like kind of hard that is because you know from your own perspective that you are actually good at something or that you have a degree, but that that degree is not worth the same or it's not valued the same in the in the european countries mm. and then you need to you are sitting on all this information but then people kind of mansplain or, or, or people explain <laughs> yeah. in, in a better <laughs> word these concepts to yeah, disregard your expertise yeah that's yeah. also an important thing to discuss i yeah. think yeah. i also i come from a culture where in a man's word Ways more mm. than one's yeah. word, and it's just like that. <laughs> that's just how everybody lives, and and also women, you know. And that's just infuriating me. Yeah. How come those all those women who's experiencing that for generations mm. are still teaching the same principles to their mm. yeah. girls? How can you get gender equality when yeah. when that is happening yeah. again and again and again? Exactly. So you know, if you're living in such family, let's say there's uh, an issue to pick up. I want to go for a field trip with this and that friend. Ask your father. Mm. Mm. There is no, I have no say, I'm your mother. But, yeah. you know, mm. I can't make this decision. So yeah. you have to ask your father. And, yeah, that's how many cultures are working, unfortunately. Many very conservative uh, cultures. I mean, <laughs> something that I, I've, I've been reflecting a lot since, like, I don't know, 2020 and 2021. Uh, so this year and last year is, you know, I think there's also a lot of, like, ingrained internal, internal misogyny that I have myself. So, for example, it's very hard for me to actually have very strong uh, female friends or relationship with other women. Um, and I kind of, I feel like I, I direct a lot of my attention to to male friendships that ultimately are actually very short term. But I, I give a lot of energy to and, and, and myself to those relationships, not like sexual or, or, or anything. I mean, of course, those two. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, so then there is this kind of like on this on a personal level. Um, even though I appreciate a lot of a lot of women's work, and I and I do say that I'm feminist, or or it's important to have like resources from women um, that I know have done incredible work. Still on on a ground level, I still struggle with you know communicating and not maybe not necessarily competing with other women. Yeah, so <laughs> it got deep. <laughs> It is a, a lot of equality comes down to how we women treat another way. Yeah. Mm. It is. Yeah. And also how we treat ourselves. Mm. Mm. So if we go around the world and in our daily life not believing ourselves mm. as women, then gender equality is hard because we ourselves are putting ourselves in a situation where we are mm. kind of perceiving ourselves as less valued than a man. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
I feel like we are, it's the situation with the podcast. We decided about this on Wednesday, <laughs> yeah. like eating sushi. And this is Monday and we're recording it. And we haven't been asking anyone. We just had this opportunity just yeah. to come up with ideas. Mm. I don't know, grab a stu rap studio, just go in there. In terms of Norway, it's like, bah, you know, you just asked for it. But in terms of like other countries and culture, this is like, oh, girls, you wow, you did it. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. you found the ways of spreading the information, spreading, like, yeah. some sort of, like, ideas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it took us, like, four days. Mm -hmm. But for somebody, you need to go, I don't know, father, I don't know, producer or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and just pitch it. Mm -hmm. This is, like, a huge difference. We are privileged. I, I met, actually, like, a lot of uh, Norwegian people who've been telling me that. And I really appreciate that, that they've been telling this. We are privileged and we know that. And we, like, reminded ourselves, like, every day because... Because this is something which shouldn't get out of sight because mm. that's that's mm. how it is. Mm. I think that as long as that realization is within people, there will be always attempt to help other nations and people in similar situations who are not lucky to have all those resources. Mm. So as long as that drive exists, there is a yeah. hope. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we're sort of like sliding into our closing part of a podcast and we would like uh, to share your biggest girl power moment <laughs> so we can like end up on the positive notes and just like a cool story of leadership or if you have something in mind, probably we can uh, share it with our audience. I think it would be really, really cool. Yeah. Who want to start? Yeah, we can take some time and <laughs> yeah. cut it off. So it's not a problem. Yeah, so I volunteered uh, at Inf ISFIT, um, and I was, you know, a middle manager or head of head of project day. So this was actually my first time being in a leadership position and actually being able to organize an event that I wanted to create myself. And and I had a lot of freedom when when choosing. Okay, what are the, what are going to be the topics, and who am I able to kind of, um, yeah, who can I invite to this event, and then who's also going to be on my team. Um, so that was like two, two, three weeks ago, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's it actually, by the way, it's International Students Festival, yes, which is in Trondheim. Yeah. <laughs> International Student Festival in Trondheim, exactly. Um, Pretty big. Yeah, I mean, uh, once again, I, I think, you know, sometimes there is this idea that women struggle to be in leadership positions. And I definitely felt very, um, very worried and anxious that, oh, I'm not going to kind of fit this position or, or, or be enough in this position. Um, so I was really learning, okay, I can, I actually know my shit. Yeah. <laughs> and even though, even though there were like some, some fuck ups on the way, it's still like, wow, I was able to kind of guide this entire team also of women um, and create something that was very, very meaningful and, and community work. Cause I worked on, on multiculturalism and intersectionality in Norway. So I was able to also invite all of these different people who had things to say and, and give space for them to speak, but then also have an audience that um, would appreciate this kind of conversation and, and weren't able to necessarily hear it from mainstream mainstream medias or, or I guess, yeah, mainstream discuss discussions or debates on, on migration or integration, mm. um, which are so fucking irritating because uh, it's, so, it's so shallow. So if you mm. actually have people who have different experiences talking about themes that are relevant to them and um, not only for the work, but also the personal life, then you have a different kind of conversation and, and it brings this a uh, different kind of awareness that maybe, yeah, majority didn't have before. 
So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I kind of, um, I can feel like really, really empowered as a woman when I can have super theoretical discussions with men and come up with this like ideas and arguments and they are sitting uh, in the sofa or on the other side of the table and just like, oh, wow, your brain (laughs) (laughs) and like expressing my own knowledge and reflections on topics. I think that's also kind of a like empowering moments in in the daily life. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It wasn't just us. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's the thing is that, that they should be different. Like sometimes it's a tiny detail, you know. Uh, I feel um, girl power moment for me. It's when I can uh, pay for the coffee I want, uh, take the food I want, and uh, yeah, and buy things I want, and nobody gonna tell me if that's not my thing. That's mm-hmm. my big girl power. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I'll clap for that. <laughs> oh, it's a hard question. Blah, blah, blah. But it is a really hard question because, like, yeah. to really think about the, the moments in your life when you are feeling empowered and being a woman, that's kind of think about it to, to find those moments. Yeah, I don't know. It could be something of a, oh, I got this degree and. It feels really great to be to have higher education and continue on the path in academia and have a future and mm. be in this very niche <laughs> building programs and mm. running simulation part where it's really just men <laughs> mm. or mostly men in that field. So I guess in that sense, uh, perhaps the possibility to be in academia, the mm. opportunity that I got in my life and that I took advantage of that was a very empowering moment but i also feel the same as you natalie absolutely the the thought i think you can only um have the same experience if you really have lived in that kind of society where Mm. you're completely dependent on men where it's really not your say to what's going to happen to you so just just waiting for it to happen (laughs) absolutely or you have to argue and or be this nice sweet girl and sweet talk man Mm. you know it's really yeah you can never live to your full potential in those cultures or in those places so i absolutely do feel feel what you say (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i as well do appreciate that just the possibility you know i have my passport i can fly anywhere i want of course not now but when the <laughs> corona is finished afterwards, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> i can just travel i can apply for visa i know english oh yeah that's so great you know that's things great, yeah. that give you power really so simple yeah yeah um, can i just ask uh, and it's also not to belittle your you know, your girl power experience. But why is it that you have to be in a room of men to feel like you're recognized? Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why can't it just be like these, you know, these big ideas and just conversating with other people that that makes you feel accomplished or not trying to build No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I can feel like the same amount of of, uh, women empowerment when I talk to my girlfriends about complicated stuff. Mm. Or if I talk to only just think sitting alone and thinking for myself, I can feel like, wow, I'm actually like um, doing stuff 
and my brain is kind of brainy. Brainy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not only in in like company of men, but that's why I like I, I don't know. Kind of the first thing I thought about. <laughs> and also, uh, I was thinking about it just now that like I can also feel women empowerment by watching other women accomplish things, mm. like my friends or Greta Thunberg or mm. uh, like this huge. Uh, international women who are actually doing amazing work in all types of themes or aspects. Yeah, mm. I definitely agree. My mm. best friend just finished her Falkbrev and she's going to be an electrician. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, that's amazing. So I was super excited because that was her like, biggest dreams. And she mm. was like super young. So it's yeah. amazing to see that she was actually able to accomplish that and and mm. stay stay focused and, and clear on that. But also break the... Trend, yeah. like the boundaries. Yeah. When you call an electrician to mm. your home, you don't expect a woman, a woman to show yeah. up. Yeah. That's true. So that's too. really great. We're lucky to see it fade out. We really are lucky yeah. to see fade out this yeah. gender gap in many, many industries. Mm. And women are absolutely amazing. Great. Mm. I think it's important <laughs> to just like we can, uh, highlight the thing that like if a woman wants to do something... She can absolutely do it, yes. yeah. <laughs> whatever it's supposed to be, like being an electrician or being a PhD student or being at home with kids or being um, without kids. Or being or on the top of a mountain. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, I don't know, it's sort of, we're wrapping up. But it's still like, you know, it's going in this like melancholic stage, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, but that's probably, that's how we feel. And I think that's probably <laughs> the mood that we got uh, from today's uh, mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, I'm also very felt. celebratory. I feel like <laughs> we have celebrated the women on yeah. all the different levels. That's actually the first type of celebration when I'm not only celebrating, but I'm sort of like, you know, embracing mm. something else, yeah. like a project or something. Mm. So it's actually a big thing we're doing here. And so. I have learned so much today. Oh, like, yeah. But, but like, like, honestly, going coming from a, such a enclosed environment as Norway is, it's mm. super interesting to actually... Uh, listen to and learn about other people's people's experiences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been really cool. Thank you so much to both of you. Thank you for having us. It was <laughs> absolute you, pleasure. We, I super enjoyed it. Ah, uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Hear yeah. us soon. How yes. do you kind of end the podcast? Um, I think we've ended it. Yeah, <laughs> a while ago. <laughs>